Hello and welcome to this third and final instalment of the Beyond the Post special podcast with Mossy Masoy. I'm your host, Trent Bowden. So far, we've heard from Mossy on life leading into rugby league and how his career has taken him from his humble beginnings in New Zealand to becoming a fan favourite at Craven Park in East Yorkshire. We also explored the events leading up to and following one of the most impactful events in the history of rugby league. On today's podcast, Mossy continues to share his rehabilitation stories on the wards of Pinderfields Hospital, as well as explain exactly what it meant to him the day he finally returned home. So, um, so at, at Pinderfields, tell us, um, I know every time um, someone came to visit, we're always greeted by uh, the group of patients that were in that unit. Uh, you made some friends uh, at Pinderfields, I hear. No, yeah, um, it was massive. Like the first six weeks, especially lying on my back, and I couldn't really move my head. They had all, all the you know, volunteers or the the ex patients that were um, pop in just to have a chat, and because they've all been through it, you know, yeah. they all had to, you know, some guys had to do, you know, a couple of months lying flat on their back. So um, they'll they'll be coming in and just having a chat. Um, there was a, there was one real funny. Uh, his name's Wayne. Um, he's um, he's quadriplegic and uh, he's in a wheelchair. He always come in and um, he uh, the first first time I met uh, I, I met him. I couldn't really see him, but he, he was um, he asked me, oh, uh can you feel can you feel anything?" And I was like, "Yeah." Uh, you know, can you feel when people touch you on your on your arms? And I was like, yeah. You feel when people touch you on your legs? And I was like, yeah. And then he goes, ha, oh, get yourself up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, he was he was he was like, get yourself up. Stop um stop taking the stop taking the Mickey. And uh, <laughs> get yourself up. Um, you're just doing this to get a to get a blue badge, and I just couldn't stop laughing. I was going, bro, I'm in the I'm in the right place here. <laughs> and, uh, so that, no sympathy. Yeah, just, no, that uh, was too funny, man. That's so, uh, that, uh, that that's got to be good, especially when that? you going. That's got to be good, especially going through your rehab, having people like that around who have experienced it and gave you sort of insight of what to expect and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know when um, what you call it again? Uh, when uh. When I had guys like him, they gave you know gave me a lot of hope because at first, you know, I just thought I watched this movie called The Upside. It was about this quadriplegic guy, and he was yeah. in a in a wheelchair, but he could only move his neck for the rest of his life, and that's what I thought I was going to be. Yeah, and uh, so I, you know, I, I figured out um, that. Um, that his cord was um, severed and mine was just really damaged. So um, they just pretty much said to me, you know, you, you've got a chance. It's uh, <laughs> highly unlikely, but you still got a chance. And I just said, oh, well, having a chance is better than nothing. So um, at first when I started talking to Wayne, I was going, oh, man, if I can just sit in a wheelchair and push myself around like him, that's that. That's one of that was one of my goals at first, to just to get in a wheelchair and be able to push myself around. And I was like, 
And then he pretty much said to me, "Five, you got to aim higher than that. You got to try and walk out of here." So that was um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, so no, I mean that's that that's that's your motivation. That's your that's your goal setting there. When it came to the actual sort of day to day routine of getting to that place, uh, like what did that involve? I mean, you had your, your physio, uh, your occupational therapy each day. Um, yeah, how did that how did that compare to say you know like a, a rugby training? Man, every everything was was hard. Yeah, <laughs> every everything is is hard just because nothing. It's weird. It's like your body's learning how to do things again. So just even like trying to move your finger, it was like a massive effort. Yeah, and then when you when you get like a bit of a flicker, flicker's just like a little movement. Yeah, they'll be like, "Yeah, that's massive." And then in my head, I'm going, "That's only like a little flicker," <laughs> but <laughs> I was just oh, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, "Oh, that's not that's nothing." Yeah, and then, um, but that, but I didn't know that it's 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 a good thing because the signal's getting sent there. Yeah, so it will take time. I, I, I don't know if it will, it, it will work, but at least the signals are getting sent there and the blood supplies go in there and things like that. So it's, um, I was just like, for me, I was just going, fine, that's only a little movement, but for the occupational therapists and that, they'll just like, fine, that's massive. And I was, I didn't really know what it was like because I had no, no understanding of my injury. Yeah. So you're learning on the time, go. So, yeah, yeah, that's it. So I pretty much yeah, know a lot about spinal now, and uh, it's uh, it's massive. <laughs> what uh, what what did you get up to um, rehab wise? Like, what were some of the exercises that you, you you got up to before you left? What were you? Um, so a lot of the stuff for me when I was, oh, well, when I was in the the bed rest, was a lot of stretching and making sure all my muscles were you know, not seized up and, and tight. So that was massive for bed rest um, yeah. and, and still trying to move. So I'm still trying to get movement back in the arms. If I couldn't move, the physios would move it for me and make making sure that you're just getting that, um, you know, like um, sending the signals to your brain that it's still working. Yeah. Um, and then it's also, it's good for your, your eyes to see what you're doing. So yeah. um, it's sending that message back to your brain. So all the stuff when I was lying down was a, just a lot of movement and just, just trying to get movement back. And then as soon as I got up, it was, it was just trying to train the body to be, um, be moving, moving while it's um, in a different position, like vertically instead of yeah. um, being horizontal. Horizontal. That, yeah. That was a, yeah, that was a challenge at first because everything else kicks into place. Like um, one, your blood pressure, two, your um, your bladder and your bowels as well. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. That was a, yeah, that was all massive. So a lot of a lot of the a lot of the other stuff was majority of the stuff is more your insides instead of your like um, your bladder, your bowels, and um, and all that stuff and your blood pressure. That's what you got to manage pretty much been a been a spinal patient 
uh, towards the end of March, um, there was a little bit of a, a talk about uh, possibly leaving the hospital due to that the uh, coronavirus pandemic going on. Um, yeah. At that stage, you weren't you weren't ready, were you? No, no, I was definitely not ready because a lot of the stuff I, c- I couldn't really do. So, yeah, because of the coronavirus, a lot of the the the, the unit because we're high risk now. Um, We've been spinal. Um, if 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 we did get coronavirus, we'll, it will it'll be a pretty tough battle to um, to get through it. So I think a lot of the, the patients were told that we had to try get home because being home was safest for us. Yep. Because, um, uh, you know, you've got less of a chance of catching it. Yeah. Uh, instead of being in the hospital so but for me if I came home at that time I, there was a lot of things I couldn't do like um to say if I fell over um I wouldn't be able to get myself up or you know find you know I didn't I didn't have any of those tools to be able to even to crawl to be able to roll over to my front and crawl and um to get myself up and stuff so so I was just a bit. At the time, I was going. I was. I was nervous to be able to. Yeah. To go home. Yeah. 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 But then we didn't have it. Sorry, mate. No, I was going to say. But then, and then, the, the few weeks following that, um, things started getting into place to make that a safe transition to get home. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When we found out, and then they said, "Oh." They're going to keep some patients behind to do things, and I was lucky enough to be a, one of those patients to be able to stay behind. So I think I stayed for another um, four four weeks, or I think four or five weeks. Yeah. So um, and and in that time, I I learned a lot of skills. You know, you know, just just if I fell over, I could crawl, yeah. get myself up. Um, my walking with my frame became. Uh, a little bit easier, you know, so yeah. I just got used to walking around in a frame. So, you know, it gave me a lot of confidence to be able to um, to come home. And tell me about that that uh, that faithful day um, where you finally did get to get back, back home. Was it uh, overwhelming um, to finally uh, be back? It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got surprised because... Um, my neighbours, all my neighbours and stuff, um, they all came out to greet me at home. Wow. Just, you know, social distancing, but they decorated, um, what you call it again, our driveway, because we all share the same driveway. So they, they put all these, um, you know, like balloons and things like that oh, all around, wow. welcome yeah. home signs, and I was massive. That's amazing. So I, so I came home with... Um, my occupational therapist, yeah, because they had to. It was um, they had to check out the house to make sure um, it was safe enough to be home. So, yep. they brought me home, and then um, yeah, just getting out of the car and seeing all my neighbours and cheering me on, and I was like, it was, it was massive because I hadn't seen some of them for for three months. So, so That's I was nice. just going for, um, and then. Yeah, just being home, and then that, that relief when the occup 
occupational therapist said, oh, yeah, safe enough. And then I was like, yes. Uh, yeah, just to be able to, to be home. And how, how's that transition been? Uh, the, you know, the first the first week was quite quite tough because um, I only used my walking frame in the house to, you know, to get about. And um, because we got uh, – it's three levels – our house <laughs> it's not really oh, yeah. a, 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 it's not a good good house to have um someone who can't walk and <laughs> let yeah. me tell you that but um it's it, it, it just makes all all better for for my rehab but that's how i i seen it um i got a stair lift put up to the first level and then okay. um, and then i was meant to be sleeping in uh what you call it in the spare room so I had it all. We had it all sorted for the spare room, and I didn't need to get a stair lift to the top level. But um, first, it was good the first few days. But then it felt like me and my missus were having a fight because she'll be upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be she'll be on the top level, and then I'll be yeah. on the on the level below, and then it felt like we're having an argument. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's what normally happens when um. You know, after going a night out, sleeping in the spare room, but that's what that's what I felt like I was in the doghouse. So yeah. And I, I just I said to her, oh, so let's just make it part of my rehab. So I um I I, I walk over on my frame to the stairs, and then because I can't walk upstairs at the moment, yep. um, I just um I just shuffle up the stairs backwards on my bottom, and I use that as part of my tricep. Is <laughs> is uh my tricep routine to prop myself up the stairs. And then um, we always laugh about it. I flick onto my front and then I crawl. <laughs> I crawl to, crawl, I crawl to my bed. It's, it's funny. It's like I've been, uh, been in the doghouse and I've got to, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get crawl you in. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's it. So it's funny. But it's, like I said, it's all part of my rehab. And, uh, yep. so, yeah. And it's it's it's, it's definitely it's definitely in, in your nature to set yourself you know different goals and all that and challenge yourself even now that you're back home. So, um, and and is it working? Are you still sort of seeing improvements in in your strength and and your confidence and all that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it, it just it's just going to take a long time to get a lot of things back, but you know, I'm just happy to. I'm just happy. I'm just grateful to be moving anything really. When I look back at it, um, sixteen weeks ago, I could only shrug my shoulders. Yeah, and that was it. So yeah. um, you know, when I get something back, anything back, I'm just like, oh, this is good. <laughs> so um, um, you know, anything, I'm just grateful to have anything back. For sure, and and. Uh, now that we're we're in this sort of uh, climate of of lockdown, uh, with no no rugby on at the moment, um, yeah, you're telling me you're still in contact with the team and and the boys are still getting together on uh, on the internet and doing things. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boys. When I was in hospital, it was funny. We jumped on the what's it called? Uh, one of the apps where a lot of the boys were on and. That's the first time I seen them for a couple of weeks, and it was uh, it was quite funny. So the boys are staying, everyone's staying in contact, and um, you know, um, done a few quizzes with a couple of the boys. So yeah, uh, that was uh, that's different. 
it's funny everyone's doing quizzes these days. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and what's uh, obviously through it all, um, you've you've had different sort of goals you wanted to achieve, um, and that's definitely something that's driven you. Um, what's the next next goal for you? Um, for me, it would be to because I'm 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 on a walking frame at the moment, and yeah. so the reason I'm on a walking frame is it helps me prop myself up. Um, so I can't I can't just stand up. I get spasms in my stomach, so I've got to try. I've been working a lot of that at home. The the movement from sit to stand is just just to try to be able to stand without um, without uh, using uh, like a, a frame or something to because because what I do now is I push myself up on my with my triceps so just, yeah yeah it's more my upper body to get me up and then once I'm up my um my legs are all right not too bad still my shady right knee still gives me a bit of grief but um, yeah. What you call it again? My um, that's that's probably the biggest goal of mine is to be able to stand unassisted, and then from there be able to walk with with maybe uh just maybe a, a cane or something. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's that's one of my biggest goals. I, I once I'm up, I can walk all right with the frame. Yeah. Walk maybe twenty meters, twenty thirty meters with the frame, but um. Yeah, it's just that transition of um, sit to stand. That's where um, that's my problem at the moment. So I've got to try to get through that and try to figure out ways to um, to help um, help get rid of the spasms in my stomach when I go to stand. And is uh, is that something that in an ideal world um, you'd still be getting sort of physio um, at home, or is it? Is that sort of stop because of obviously what's been going on with the um, social distancing and that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Normally, when you come home, they um, they refer you to your local physio, and then yep. yeah, I, yeah. The, the the NHS physios will come in and, and do work at your house. Yeah, but see, I'm I'm lucky enough that I I could have got their physios and then been able to come and to physio at training as well and um, and then being able to go to a specialised physio but all, all of that's shut down now so yeah. because of um, coronavirus so you pretty much got to try to do, do your own things so but I was lucky enough for um, for my physio Dean he, he set me up with a lot of things that I can do at home and, oh that's um, good yeah and then he, um, he's uh what you call it? His video called me last week, and we've just gone over, you know, what I can and cannot do at home, and um, just to keep in touch and make sure that, um, you know, um, that my rehab's going all right at home. But yeah, we are missing, um, you know, seeing the, you know, physios, you know, uh, you know, to help, um, you know, progress the rehab, but. Hopefully, hopefully this um, coronavirus finishes soon. But you know, when it's safe for everyone, and then be able to go to go out and um, 
see a phys- physio and um, specialists, you know, and, 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 uh, and carry on with the rehab. And hopefully when the games are back, get you back to, to Craven Park to, to to see everyone and all that sort of stuff. Is that something that we, yeah, we've got on the horizon? Oh, yeah, definitely. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm, that's why, that's one of my goals. I just want to, I want to come back and be able to walk, um, walk places. So, um, you know, so I'm training as hard as I can at home to be able to, to walk around, even with my walker and be able to walk across, across the field and see the people and see all our um, supporters on the East End and have a few, because now I'm a, now I'm a, I'm a supporter now, so I'm able to go over there and have a few beers (laughs) (laughs) and and, and, uh, and support the boys. So, um, we're all looking forward to that that uh, one day in the future too and um, we also know there's a, a few big um, events coming up with, with your family too I know is it your your birthday coming up oh yeah yeah for, yeah it's my for 20 21 oh wow I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. anything have they got anything planned for you um Sure, the girls will spoil you, won't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they was, they was for a good birthday do for me with the girls. So, uh, just, just a nice home cooked dinner and a couple of beers. That's, that's enough for me, man. <laughs> Mate, well, like, like I said, it's, um, it's been um, such an honour to, to sort of have this chat with you, and I thank you for coming on and being so open. I know that you are, you're happy to do that. Um, and it's meant a lot, and I know the people that are listening. Um, it means a lot to them as well to hear that you're, you're in such a good uh, head state and you're, and you're progressing really well. Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, on behalf of all of us, it's been it's been uh, unbelievable to see your improvement over the uh, over the months, um, and just yeah, just uh, just mindset through it all. Uh, I mean, I'll leave it open to you at the end. Is there anything you wanted to sort of say to to anyone or? To the people listening, no, I just just want to thank everyone for their support. Um, you know, it makes it a lot easier, and um, it's made it a lot easier on me and my family for for knowing everyone's got our back. Uh, everyone from the club, um, uh, Steve and the Belevenant Fund, the RFL, and just the whole Red League community has been um been massive support and um you know what that that that's how I contribute to my recovery just knowing you know knowing that that I've got that much support it's uh, I'm truly humbled and, and grateful for it and um yeah I'll, I'll never be, be able to repay everyone for everything that they've done for me but I'll, you know I'll try my best now well thanks again mate for for giving us this time um to have a have a chat um Good luck with the next coming few weeks, and um, and I'm, no doubt we'll all catch up very soon once uh, once we get back into training and all that sort of stuff. So, thank you very much, mate. Oh yeah, thanks, Trent. Thanks for having me back. On behalf of the terrific fans here at Hull KR, Adj Cutler shares a message to Mossy. Following this, we hear from two of Mossy's closest teammates at Rovers, Sean Kenny Dow and Wella Haraki. Hey, Mossy. Uh, Adjie from the Rovers Supporters Group. Uh, 
Uh, it was great to see you leaving the hospital and getting some mobility back. Probably the best place for you at the moment will be at home with the wife and kids. Uh, I bet you're enjoying playing with them and having fun while continuing your rehabilitation with the help of the physios and the hospital. These are quite strange times, mate. Keep up all your hard work. Keep that great smile on your face. I think you should get a shave, though. No, I'm only kidding, mate. Even I've grown a beard now. Man, your man's a little bit greyer. You, you, you'll have to tell me what, how I keep it dark. Um, all the Rovers fans out there are rooting for you and looking forward to seeing you back at Craven Park. Take care, Mossy. Sending all our best wishes and support. Rally around the Robins. Cheers, buddy. Bye. Yeah, I, thought, I first met Mossy would have been in 2007. We played for the, the Junior Kiwis. I think we were 18 at the time. Um, I was playing for the Roosters at that time and our, our recruitment manager wanted to um, sign Mossy up. So I think he gave me the club card to, to take him on a night out. And um, two kids from New Zealand, we, we went down to the eastern suburbs of, um, you know, Bondi and Kuji, which is, um, you know, the local hotspots. And... I took Moss out for a drink and a big feed, and I think we had a really big night that night. And um, you know, Moss really enjoyed himself, and I think you know that might have got him across the line. And he signed at the Roosters, um, you know, for the following year. So that's when we we started playing together at the Roosters. And um, you know, it's funny how things come full circle because you know when I was looking at uh, signing at the club for Hell KR, you know, I was in regular contact with Moss, and you know, he was a massive reason why I wanted to come. Obviously. You know, we were friends from, you know, our early days and, um, yeah, we came full circle and, you know, to, to reunite with here and with him again at Hal KR has been awesome to see, you know, him and his family here and have that support network, which has been awesome. So, um, yeah, that was the story about Moss. You know, he was always a, you know, big lad and a fit, fast front rower and, um, you know, he used to come out of the line and put big shots on and, you know, we had a lot of fun, um, you know, growing up together in the early days of our career and um, you know it's been awesome to see him come along as a, as a player and a person and you know I'm proud of where he's got to in his career and you know definitely where he's at now so it's a credit to him you know with his pos positive mentality and um, you know the way that he's you know faced this adversity head-on is um, you know a credit to, a credit to the character of the person that he is and you know I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised how far he's come and you know I'm looking forward to seeing how far he's going to get to in the future. Yeah, I still remember the day of the incident like it was yesterday. It shattered me and a few, a few other players. Seen a, seen a person I call my brother laying on the, on the field saying he couldn't feel his legs at the time. You think worst case straight away and <clears throat> all your emotions start hitting home and the main thing was just thinking of his wife and kids that was the that was the main part that made me feel really emotional me and my family grew very close to moss and his family prior to that accident that was as it was my my second year so me and his family spent quite a bit of time together and we we grew close and and that's why at this time i Still call him, still call him like a adopted brother, and um, to see to see Moss go through all this was shattering to a lot of people. 
players, supporters, family members, just knowing what sort of person he was and he'd do anything for anyone. The most humble, selfless person I know. But the sort of person he, he is and how positive he was made everyone more at ease when he was in um, when he was in hospital. So I think um, a few people were were really I don't know just a bit freaked out to go and see Moss in the hospital in Leeds ICU. So um, the way he was and towards everyone was I think that that brought everyone at ease a lot more. Moss has come a long way from when I, I first seen him in, in Leeds ICU though. Specialists and um, the doctors told told him he wouldn't be able to walk again. So hearing that news, it, it was like hearing one of your family members passed, passed away and uh, it wasn't it wasn't good. So at, at that time it was um, very shattering and uh, no one no one knew what to think. But from that day onwards, Moss has proved everyone in that hospital wrong. Um, he's been positive every day. His family's been unbelievable throughout the whole situation. Um, and, and I've got massive respect for, for his wife, Carissa, and the kids. They're just, they've, um, they've been I've been there every every day and every step step he's he's taken I've done it with him so um yeah massive respect to them yesterday I seen see my bro take at least seven or eight steps unassisted that was the best footage I'd seen every everyone had seen and it just showed what sort of person Moss was mentally and physically he smashed every hurdle that that come that he come across. Um, I know it's not over yet, but for a family to grow to go through what they went through will make them even stronger as a family. So um, yeah, it's not it's not over yet. So um, it's going to be a long journey for him and his family, but everyone. Everyone's going to be there to support him, and um, yeah, all the best to the bro. Thank you once again for listening to Hull KR's Beyond the Post podcast. Please join us next time as we continue our exploration of the characters and stories that make up this great club.